yo yo what is good beautiful people Woo, man we are back at it again another episode of cell speaks podcast ah life has been lifing but you know what i i'm determined that no matter what i'm gonna do my best to be as consistent as possible and so life did kind of you know trip me up a little bit but I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. It's not even the point. Listen, we we right back at it. Listen, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, share with your group chat. This is about to be a good episode. The whole focus of this episode is opinions, right? And it's like such a broad topic. And I'm going to tell you kind of what inspired it. So I was just kind of, you know, roaming on, on Facebook and I just seen somebody have a negative in a negative opinion about a composer, uh, musician, however you want to label him. And it was just crazy to me because here you're talking about a guy who has had massive success and the person that was criticizing him hasn't accomplished anything even half or a quarter or an eighth of that scale. And it's like, it's one thing not to like something, but to go as far as to label somebody successful's work trash just because you don't like it it was just too much man and you know i mean i was just like you know what this is a great time to kind of you know jump back into it take a topic i'm passionate about because i'm telling you guys it's been bugging me since the moment i seen it because just just the audacity of it just bothered me and so you know i mean first is kind of understanding like okay what is an opinion right so an opinion is anything that is not a fact so for example right now the the lights are on that's a fact right my lights are on you can visibly see that they're on now if i were to say the light is bright or it's dark now that kind of becomes an opinion now could it be a correct opinion could it be a wrong opinion eh, give or take it's, it's all about the evidence that you have to support your opinion but the fact is that it is bright. You know, um, if I were to say the AC is on, if the AC is on, that is a fact. Now to say it's really cold or it's really hot, that's an opinion. Anything that's based on your perspective or anything that is based on how you feel about something is an opinion, right? If someone were to say, oh, you know, that dress on her is too tight. Well, depending on who's looking at the dress and their experience, right, they could feel differently. But if you were to say that's a black dress, that's that's just, you know, an opinion. I mean, a, a fact and even facts. To an extent. Are manipulated by our perspective or our position, right? So, for example, when that whole video about is the dress white and gold or if it was blue and something, something, you know, you're looking at something that should be based on fact. But the lighting, based on how the people perceive the picture, kind of affected what they believe to be fact. So, again, fact is something uh, equatable. It's like a, purely logic based, like a yes, a X is an O kind of thing. There's no middle room for a fact. A fact is just a fact. Right. Like cars need, um, you know, you put four cars, four tires on a car. That is a fact. OK. Um, women. I'm, I'm not going to go that deep. Yeah, I understand what a fact is. An opinion is something that's based on your feelings. Right. This food is too spicy. Um, this this drink is too strong. 
It's all based on your perception of something. This artist sucks. That's your perception. It's an opinion. And so it's not to say that opinions are not important. I definitely think they are, right? But I think we really need to take precaution and have a system into how we um, how we ingest opinions, right? Because the problem is that depending on who's saying what to you, it can be very destructive. So, for example, you look at many athletes, Michael Jordan, you know, cut from his basketball team. His coach told him that he wasn't a good basketball player, right? And then he ends up being one of the greatest. So now in this situation, you're not a good basketball player. It's an opinion. It's a, an opinion. And now it depends on who's saying that thing, right? You look at Kevin Hart. He was telling jokes. And then the, the guy at the comedy club told him, like, yo, if comedy is what you want to do, I think you should do something else. Opinion. And so the problem is that a lot of people are allowing people's opinions of them to kind of steer them off in directions that they probably shouldn't be going. Some opinions are making people quit things that they shouldn't quit. And some people's opinions are making people start things that they shouldn't start. And so the, the first thing I think when it comes to an opinion is you have to be aware of who is saying what, right? You got to understand the perspective that they're coming from and also their history and their relationship with said topic. So, for example, when I would be taking lessons with my piano teacher, he was a very opinionated and very, very strong word, worded individual, right? But I understood that this is a accomplished classical pianist who was in a position and had the level of skills in which I aspired to. So now, if you were to say to me, um, you play like garbage, it is an opinion, to him, of course, he would say it's fact, but it's still an opinion because somebody else who could hear me, who may not have all the experience or the ear that he has, could hear me and say, I sound amazing. But when he heard me, he would say, I sound horrible. But now because I value his opinion, because I value his perspective, I, I don't treat it like fact, but I take that opinion and I use it as constructive criticism to now go into my craft and make the corrections that he would suggest, practice even more so that I can get it up to a level that he wants. And because I valued his opinion, right, now the goal is kind of like I do want to reach a level where I get your approval in this specific craft, right? I do one day want, if as a pianist, to play and then you're like, this is good. Why? Because I respect your, your craft. I respect your opinion. I've seen that you have reached a level that I want to reach. And so if you're at this level and and you can speak highly and positively of my playing, I understand that, okay, I'm getting somewhere. But this all starts because I respect this person, what they've accomplished, and I respect their opinion, right? It's, it's the same way where we have certain family and friends. If somebody that you don't know comes up and tells you something like, oh, I think you're so rude or I think you're a super cold person. If you know that this person doesn't know you at all, why would you give value to their opinion? It doesn't mean anything. The person doesn't know you. They're just kind of maybe seeing a split second moment or maybe they caught you in a, in a, in a bad situation and they're casting judgment on you. But if somebody who knows you well, somebody who's been by your side, your ride or die, your best friend, your sibling, um, your, even your partner is like, hey, you know, in that situation, you're a little rude. You receive it differently. Why? Because of who? You have a relationship with this person. This person knows you. So when they give you opinions on you, you're more likely to listen because you know this person understands and knows who you are. And so the first thing we got to consider when it comes to opinions is, is 
is being aware of who is saying it. If someone who is not an accomplished musician is going to be critical about someone else's musical career, I'm going to take that with a massive grain of salt because I'm going to say, what have you accomplished as a musician? What have you done as a musician? What have, what is your contribution to um, musical excellence? And if this person has no contribution, no album, no song, nothing on iTunes, um, you haven't produced anything, you haven't put out, you haven't written a song even, you don't even have a, a, a performance as a, a major headliner or you're the main artist. It's like, who are you to be judging someone else's career when you basically don't have your own career as a featured artist. It's asinine. It doesn't make sense. And the problem is that imagine if you are an accomplished artist and you've won award after award, and then you see this, these kind of people start to be super critical towards what you've done saying, Oh, you know, you're horrible. You suck. You're cheap. This, whatever, whatever. And it's like, you, you listen to that and you allow it to weigh heavy on your heart. These are the things that discourage people who are actually very successful, but you just listen to a bunch of unsuccessful people talk to you. Always remember this. Unsuccessful people have a lot to say about successful people. It's always the people who are not doing anything that have the time and the energy to criticize and attack people who are doing something. Haven't you ever come across those people who have a problem with everything, but a solution for nothing? These are the exact kind of people that you got to be a little wary of because Anything that you do, they're going to have a problem with it. And what makes it even better and kind of safer for them is they don't put anything out. They don't produce anything. So they stay in a position where they're able to criticize everyone, but because they don't put anything out and they don't produce anything, no one can ever criticize them. So in in essence, it's the perfect situation to be in. You criticize everybody who's actually doing something, but no one can criticize you because you don't do anything. And it's those type of people who actually feel like their opinion means the most. Because maybe they did a little bit of schooling here. They did little bitty things here. And then they suddenly feel high and mighty and higher minded than everyone else. You, you see this a lot in the musical community. And I mean, I'm pretty sure it's across the board in a, a bunch of things. But like, I see it a lot, especially when you're looking at like classical musicians or musicians that went to college and how they relate to, you know, like more musicians who play by ear, you know, gospel musicians or musicians who didn't necessarily go to school. They tend to have like this, I'm better than mindset. And I move, I'm on both sides. I've been to school, but I also can play a mean piano by ear. Like I never get caught in that because I see the advantages of both sides and I don't ever think one side should feel like they're better than the other. Both sides have advantages and disadvantages, but it's like, what have you accomplished? Even if you're someone who primarily self-taught play by ear, okay, your accomplishments will be evidence for whatever position that you have, right? So again, it goes back to who is saying what? You know, what I mean, if you look at like the Corey Henry's, the the Adam Blackstones, the Glenn Gibson's, these are guys who are monsters at the instrument. And to my knowledge, as I know right now, didn't go to school for music, but they're super accomplished. And then you have um, guys who have gone to music who haven't done anything, who are critical of these guys. And it's like, how could you, who just went to school for four years and got a degree, be critical of someone who's toured the world and who is a household name and who's actually really good at what they do? just because they didn't get a degree. And it's like, you just see that across the board in so many things. And that's why it just bugs me so much because it's like, like I use Tyler Perry, for example, and I posted this on my Facebook. What I loved was that I've seen across the years, everyone be hypercritical of Tyler Perry and his movies. And they say it's the same themes, it's this, it's that. And I get it, you know what I mean? 
in some of them, I agree with them. And I guess you could argue it's valid, I guess, if that's what you want to say. But you know what I love about that whole thing is? Despite all the criticism, despite how anybody may feel about what his stuff is, the man is is a billionaire. I think he's a billionaire. I'm pretty sure he's a billionaire. If he's not a billionaire, he's really, really close. And so what does that tell you? Like, you look at Taylor Swift. And a lot of these same musicians I was talking about talk so downly of her. And she's this and she's that. And she's, she makes horrible music. And Ed Sheeran is this. And, and they have so much to say. And it's like, but you're talking about people who are at the top of their fields. And I'd understand if you had a level of success like Taylor Swift and as a contemporary, as a colleague, you were criticizing what she's done. But you don't, like, you don't have one song out, not one album. You haven't produced anything and you get to be so critical. And it's like... People can't understand the difference between you have a preference and disregarding or discrediting someone's entire body of work. What I mean by that is someone can cook spicy food. Let's say I don't like spicy food. And when they make the food, I eat it and I say, I, you know, I don't really like this. Or, you know, the food wasn't, it wasn't good. It's a difference to say your food is trash, as opposed to say, I didn't really like that food. I didn't, I didn't like that meal. Because someone else can try it who doesn't have a problem with spicy food and love it. But me, who may not like spicy food, I hate it. But to tell the person that your product or your, your, what, what you presented is, is, is trash, it's garbage, it's like, as long as you just understand it's a preference. You can't be out here just labeling people's body of work. And then what makes it even worse is, let's say that the person that you're talking about is a person who actually is an accomplished chef. And I mean someone who has cooked for many, many people, won numerous awards, has world acclaim as a chef. I'm not going to be like, you're a horrible cook. I'm going to be like, look, what you made, I, it's not for me. It's personally not my style. It's personally not my flavor. I'm, I'm, you're great at what you do, but what you do just doesn't fit me. And I think this is the point I want to really, really bring home for everybody who's watching and listening right now. You have to understand that one, everybody out there is not for you. Every song on the radio, every piece of clothing that you try on, every food that you try, every movie that you see is not for you. Some are for you. Some are not. You are not every single person's audience. So what does that mean? It means that there are some things that you will experience and and take in that you will absolutely love and you will speak so highly of it. Oh, this is the best thing on the planet because it was made for you. It was for your audience. It was made for your demographic. But there are also going to be things that were not created for you. Like, I love Miss Rachel, right? Um, is she, uh, she's a young lady that, um, you know, does programming for young, young children. And it's perfect. My kids love this stuff, right? I like it too. But I also understand I'm not her target audience. So when I listen to the guy playing piano and stuff like that, I could easily say, oh, man, he's playing so simple. He should drop this chord or whatever, whatever. But I'm wise enough to understand his playing is not for me. It's not for my audience. It's not for skilled musicians who have been playing piano their whole life. It's for children. So when you're playing super simply and and basic rhythms and stuff like that, it's okay. 
because it's not for a, a elite musician audience. It's for kids. And so I would be ignorant to be like, wow, he's a horrible piano player because I'm watching him in a setting playing for children. You have to have wisdom to understand that certain things are made for certain audiences. And so in the same way that not everything is for you, you also have to understand that you're not for everyone. And this becomes super important because if you're accomplished at your craft, and what I mean by accomplished is that you've worked hard to get better at it. You put the time to improve. You put the time to fine tune. You have worked to be the best version of yourself that you could be. And that's exactly what I mean by accomplished. Like you, you do this, you do this. You can make a living singing, playing, doing art. Like you, people value and will pay you good money to do what you do, right? You're accomplished. And so if you're accomplished, you have to understand that in no matter what it is that you do, some people will love you and some people will hate you. Some people will love your music and feel like you are the next greatest star. And other people will feel like you're horrible. Some people will see your clothing and be like, wow, you're the next greatest fashion designer. And others would be like, your stuff is trash. And if you allow these opinions to deter you and make you stop in your tracks, you will be robbing yourself of the success and the destiny that you have waiting for you. And you can't allow that. You have to constantly remind yourself that you're not for everyone, but you are for someone. So what does that mean? It means you need to find who your audience is. Maybe your audience is children. Maybe your audience is just men. Older men. Maybe your audience is younger guys who are just coming out of college. Maybe your audience is um, overweight musicians who are trying to lose weight. Maybe your um, your 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 target audience is gamers who are struggling to find girls. They call these things niches. Niche. What's your niche? Everything that you do has a niche. When you play and you create music, you have a niche. What is the audience that you're aiming for? But people don't understand that. Treat everything like everything is for everybody, and it's not. It's not. And so even you, what you do, your product, your skill, your craft, your gift, it's not for everybody. I'll give an example of when I was talking to a friend of mine and we're talking about two different pastors and, you know, we're talking about like um, a pastor uh, like Mike Todd, who's very energetic and can be a little bit, you know, on the flashier side and he's a little bit more modern and a little bit more connected to urban culture. Then you look at a guy like, you know, T.D. Jakes, a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more you know, wise in his ears, grays in his hairs. You know, he's a, he's a little bit more, uh, I don't even want to use the word conservative. He's just, he's not nowhere as modern or urbanly connected as Mike Todd is, right? And a friend of mine was like, yeah, I think, you know, Todd is a horrible preacher, um, but I love T.D. Jakes. And I was like, well, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I just think he's not for you. And she was like, ah, you know what? That's what it is. Like, he says good things, but his style is not for me. I like more of that seasoned vet kind of style. And it's like, that becomes super important, even for yourself. You have to know what you like. So you're not quick to be out here calling everybody garbage just because it doesn't connect to you because not everything is meant to connect to you. And that becomes important. Why? Because if you listen to, let's just go back to preaching. If you listen to a preacher preach, and it's not hitting, it doesn't mean that you don't like preaching. It just means that this brand, this style of preaching wasn't for you. Try a different one. Try a different brand. You, you think about food, right? Not every, oh, when the chicken sandwich um, craze hit, right? 
You had Popeye's doing one. Chick-fil-A has been consistent. You had um, a whole bunch of places dropping their own chicken sandwich. And some places had chicken sandwiches that you wouldn't like at all. And some places had one. And so how do you, so is it that if you go to one place and that chicken sandwich is horrible, you hate chicken sandwiches? No, you like Popeye's chicken sandwich, but you don't like Burger King's chicken sandwich. Or you love Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich, but you don't like Wendy's chicken sandwich. Each place has its own style of doing something. And so you got to find the style that speaks to you. And that goes across the board. You, you may like music from, you know, old school jazz and you hate new school fusion. Or you may like, you know, R&B laid Mac music or you can't stand R&B and you're a big fan of pop. It's okay. But understand that it's preferences. You prefer things. It doesn't mean that just because you don't like R&B, R&B is horrible. And a lot of people do that. We've seen so many times, even, even if you look at... um. You know, when you always have those conversations between the older generations and the new generations. Oh, back in my day, you know, my my music was so much better than this music today. Look, if you want to say that music required more skill and, you know, a lot of more technical ability to achieve, you know, in, in previous generations. Okay, we can look at that as a legitimate statement. But that's because that's what that audience needed. That's what that audience needed. And the audience today needs something different. And it's not to say that, you know, and I used to, I used to feel that when I'm going to tell you why I don't. It's not to say that all, all today's music today is stupid. It's not necessarily the case. It's not. It's just different. And what does that mean? So back in the day, I, I used to not be a Cardi B fan because I just felt like, oh, her music is this and it's so simple. It's that, whatever. And I was, I just wasn't a fan of it. And you know when that changed for me? When I was doing my 12 Days of Christmas album, and each day I was doing a different song in a different style. So one day it was more classical, one day it was more jazzy, one day it was like a different concept. I did an Afrobeats joint, and then I tried to do a trap song. I did. Frosty. Yeah, Frosty, day seven. Check that out. My my Christmas album is called The 12 Days of Christmas by Sel Jean-Pierre Jr., and it's day seven. So if, if you just look up day seven Frosty by Sel Jean-Pierre, you'll find it. And I'm telling you, like, I was trying to do this track record, and it wasn't easy. And it was very challenging. And I respected it, and I realized, oh, wait, it sounds easy. Looks easy. Try to do it, though. And that becomes my main stance. It's very easy to criticize people when you're not trying to do what they did. It's very easy. Because you're hiding behind a wall where you don't do anything, so nobody can criticize what you even do, but you criticize everything else that everyone else has done. And when I tried to make a trap record, and I saw that it's actually not as simple as you think. It seems simple. It sounds simple. But when you actually try to do it, it's a lot more nuanced than you think it is. To actually make a good trap record that sounds good that connects to the people that connects to the audience that was bopping and feels right and don't come off corny or cheesy yeah that actually requires work and so my challenge to the people out there who be super critical if you want to send this to somebody who always got something to say yo try to do what it is that you you're so easy to hate the artists that you are always knocking and they're like they're horrible and they're this try to make music like them try to do it 
And if you can do it and achieve it, then you know what? Your opinion has a little bit more weight to it. Doesn't mean it's the end all be all, but it has a little bit more weight because at least you can do it. At least you can do it for yourself. But if you can't even do it and you're not even willing to attempt, man, that's a lot to say for someone out there who's not even doing nothing on their own. So I'm not going to hold you guys long, man. Listen, for you guys out there who's doing stuff and people who are out there being critical to the things that you're doing, again, always remember, you're not for everybody. You're not for everybody. If I were to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it would fail every time. But if I put it in its environment that it's supposed to be, it'll be fine. Fine your audience find your environment cater to your audience and you'll watch you will grow and have so much and so much success and even with all the success that you have there will still be people that don't like you and that's perfectly okay why because you're not for everybody but you are for somebody and i want you to remember that listen lebron james as great as he is i'm not a fan of lebron james but i respect everything he does he's an amazing basketball player i would be a fool to say he's a horrible basketball player absolutely no way the longevity, the skill, the stats, the championships. He's an amazing basketball player. Is his style of basketball my favorite, my preference? Nah, I'm a Kobe guy. And for my and for me, Kobe will always be my GOAT. But I would never, ever in my right mind discredit any other basketball players and say they're garbage because they didn't play like Kobe. Everybody's different. Not everybody is for you. It's a preference. And for the faster that you understand that and not only apply it to the things that you like and criticize, but you also apply it to the, critici- the criticism that you receive, you'll understand that. And it goes in even to relationships, too. You're not for everybody. Everybody says they keep trying to be with people and the person's always hypercritical of you and you do this and you do that. And it's like you're trying to fit for two. You're trying to fit into a box that someone has for you instead of just being yourself and understanding like, yo, if you got this many issues with me, I'm just not for you. Who I am is not for you. And that's just what it is. You're not for everybody. And you will feel so much better when you're around the people that you actually are for. When you're around the audience that values you, the the people that love you and love what you bring to the table, oh, it will feel so much better. That's why they say go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. And sure, should you try to expand your audience? Absolutely, but... Always, at the end of the day, remember, you're not for everybody. And people's opinions are just opinions. They do not determine your success. And they shouldn't slow you down. So I'm not going to hold you guys long. I thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to keep on rocking. We're going to keep on pushing. This has been another fun episode of Cell Speaks. Peace out.